It's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch today. So I married an axe murderer. Hey, Movie Maniacs, my name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother, Dusty. What is going on, Dust? Hey, hey, what's up, dude? So I got to ask you a question. Uh -huh. How many times has your wife, Denise, screamed Ralph in her sleep? <laughs> Zero, thankfully. Yeah, Ralph, she, your friend Ralph, she, Ralph, yeah. uh -huh. she. <laughs> That's uh <-huh>. so good. <laughs> I wonder about that scene. Did she just bring over some fake person that she met in the, in the meat shop earlier that day and said, I'll give you 20 bucks if you pretend to be Ralph for me? Uh, that's one I had that same question like is that actually possible mm -hmm. to, that she has a friend named Ralph but hey I did I tell you that I bought a new car no you didn't yeah so I bought a new car and what was interesting you named was it I, Ralph wow how did you know hey you know I know you <laughs> so I, my, I had a 2007 Honda Odyssey for years and years at least 10 years and I'm gonna say 10 maybe seven years and um decided it was time to buy a new one because it started it's breaking down way too much and it has like 140,000 miles and I had to put a new head gasket in cuz the radiator leaked and just putting money out it's just thousands of dollars into a vehicle that doesn't isn't worth more than I think maybe 4,000 at most so I went and bought a 2017 um and this, this is 2019 when we're recording this uh was it February 2019 when we're recording this um 2017 Ford Expedition and super awesome. I got it for $21,000. Super cheap mm. and it's a, a fantastic vehicle. For us it's like uh you know going from a 199 or sorry 2007 Honda Odyssey to this is like man we're in luxury right now. This is just fantastic. I bet. And you, you know what I'm going to do? Hmm. So I invest in real estate and I'm actually I've actually figured out a way to make money by buying a car. Do you know how I'm doing that? Mm, buy low sell high. Well, no, no, I'm actually going to keep the car. Okay. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I am going to, instead of paying cash, which I have cash, I could pay for cash, $21,000, um, but instead of doing that, I'm going to get a bank loan on that car, which I already got the bank loan, and it's, I'm going to make the monthly payments and everything, but instead of spending that $21,000 to buy the vehicle, I'm going to use that $21,000 to buy a property. So it's basically like getting a loan for for a property. But instead, I get a loan for the car and I take that cash to buy a property. That property brings me in enough money to pay for the car payment. And then once the car payment's done, I don't have that payment anymore. And I still have money coming in from the rental property. So basically, my tenants are paying for, excuse me, for my car. That is awesome. Is there so when you get a car loan like that, they just wire the money to your bank account, and then it's up to you to do with it whatever you want. Oh no 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 no! I get just you go to any dealer and get a car loan, and you uh, you know they set up the financing, and you just pay a monthly payment to the bank. The bank loans the or pays the car company, and then oh, I, make I, to I the see bank. what you're saying. So instead of using your cash for the car, you're using your own. I got you. I, I misunderstood. I thought you were getting like a loan from an outside source. They would give you the cash and then you would just buy the car on another loan from the dealership. But it makes sense now. Well, so that is also another, um, basically a tool in my tool belt of being an investor. Um, I can refinance my, after I pay it off, I can refinance my car, basically take a loan out on my car, like a personal loan on my car as collateral, take that money out, buy a property and have it and do it basically all over again. Sweet. 
Yeah. So anyways, I'm super excited about that process. I'm in the, also in the process of um, teaching my students that at my my uh, website, Master Passive Income, and my podcast that I have over there. And so anyways, I just want to share that with you. I was like, man, this is really cool. I think other people should know that they can actually make money by buying a car and then have the car and have money coming in every single month. Totally. That is a nice plan. So do you already have the property picked out? I'm in the process of finding it. So uh, no, I haven't. I don't have it picked out yet, but it, it's not going to take me long. Sweet, man. Congratulations. That's good to hear. Thanks, dude. All right. So let's get to the movie. So I Married an Axe Murderer. This was your choice. Uh, What did you think about rewatching it? This, uh, you probably said like, this is probably your 10th or 11th time watching it. Yeah, I've seen it many, many times. And I just enjoy every bit of the show from beginning to end. Um, (laughs) From the the huge oversized coffee mug to the very end where <laughs> he's uh, Charlie's hanging on the ledge and she's hitting with the axe and it's like over and over again like they're beating a dead horse with that and uh, um his wife and Tony are in there listen that's up, them up there and you hear oh oh and he's like wait let's take it down a notch so you're yep. telling <laughs> from beginning to end so I've I've loved it ever since the beginning so I would because I picked it I knew it would be um, something I would enjoy how about you what did you think um, this did not hold up for me. I remember enjoying it when it came out in 93 and then in the 90s. But now I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. So I just I was kind of bored by it. It's a romantic comedy with some funny parts, but nothing was laugh out loud except for that scene that you just mentioned. And my favorite scene, which we could talk about in a little bit, but it just it just didn't hold up for me. And I don't highly recommend this movie. Oh, sure. Sure. And for me, I, I think a lot of it is nostalgia because watching yeah. one time, the first time, and then watching with my all my college buddies. And then um, as I got older, watching occasionally if it's on TV and I, I have the DVD of it. So I watch it occasionally when I feel like, oh, I just want to laugh. Um, kind of like Ace Ventura, which is another movie we got to see or, you know, uh, do on the show. I If I am feeling down, I watch Ace Ventura and that pe- that peps me up. I feel so much better when I watch it. Uh, without a doubt, Ace Ventura does. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Ace Ventura is the kind of comedy that I can watch over and over just on my own. Whereas this one or even Napoleon Dynamite, they're the kind of comedies that work better, I think, with other people, uh, in, you know, in the room with you. And I, I rewatched this one again by myself. And maybe if I watched it with Denise, it would have been better. I, I just don't know. Yeah. And I remember quoting this movie all the time with my college buddies over and over again, doing the quoting, especially I'm going to have to uh, jump into my favorite scene of the entire movie, Uh, because in order to talk more about the movie, I have to bring it up. My favorite scene is the entire scene with his dad. His dad is absolutely hilarious. He makes me laugh every single time. Like when he says, you know, hey, dad, how can you hate the colonel? He says, because he puts in a different chemical that makes you crave it for it. Nightly smart arse. Oh, I, <laughs> yep. I hated the colonel with his wee beady eyes and that smug look on his face. Oh, you got to buy my chicken. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a good good. scene. He does does some great character work. And I think that's where I enjoy his, uh, Mike Myers, that's where I enjoy his work the most from other movies like Wayne's World uh, and, of of course, um, the Austin Powers series. When he's a character, he is great. When he is just himself, I'm not a big fan of that. I could see that. I I definitely could. I think he did a decent job in this movie um, being himself or being, uh, you know, just a normal person. Um, Yeah, but that's my favorite scene just because everything like when he's bagging on his son, you know, oh, look at that boy's head. (laughs) It's like Sputnik, Sverica, but quite pointy at parts. And uh, (laughs) so that whole scene was really, really fun and set up 
that set up the axe mur- murderer whole you know thing. Um, what did you think, or what was your favorite scene in the movie? It was Vicky in Alcatraz. That's it for sure. Oh yeah, Phil Hartman is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He always is, you know. And my favorite scene was right there, and it also reminded me of not reminded me. It also I came up with my Monday morning quarterback from this scene because Phil Hartman is so good. He's good in every movie, every single role. My Monday morning quarterback is for the creators, the writers of this instead of the act or instead of the characters within. So the idea is that they should have made Vicky like a friend of Mike Myers or possibly even have multiple jobs. He could have been the pilot flying. um, What's his name? Tony into the bread and uh, bed and breakfast. You know what I mean? Like Uh, Vicky should have had more parts because he was such a good role. I absolutely. Now that you say that, I'm thinking. My goodness, that would actually do so much more. Like the the guy that was actually the pilot, like you know, he was uh, funny in a stupid way. You know, mm-hmm. um, just the things that he was doing. Like, oh, I just I just had a dream. I was born eight and a half months premature. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> you know, that that's that makes you kind of chuckle. But having Phil Hartman in there, he was a great actor. I think he passed away. I, I believe so. Yeah, um, Phil Hartman did he, under tragic circumstances. We don't need to get into that. But it was yeah, uh, he died too soon. Yeah, and he was a great. He's everything he was in. In fact, I just watched with my kids um, the first time the Jingle All the Way movie with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Hartman, mm-hmm. and they loved it. It has uh, it has so many great things, but Phil Hartman's great. And in this movie, he is so funny being Vicky. I think you're right. That would be terrific if they would have done that. Yep, he could have been his friend, or like I said, the pilot, or whatever. He could have been at the bread and breakfast with his wife too, you know, um, at, at dinner at night there, you know. Yeah, and let me ask you a question: How many times did you have to say please for Denise to actually marry you? Oh, <laughs> zero. <laughs> <laughs> Will you, Harriet, marry me? No, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I never would have thought to say please. No, that was uh, good. So yeah, there, I mean, there's like like that. Just so many quotes like that that I've uh, have in my brain that I actually use. That is just funny. Um, so as you were watching the movie, you said you're watching it by yourself. Um, has Denise ever seen it? Yeah, she has, and then she said that she didn't enjoy it. Like she saw it years and years ago, probably like when it came out or something. Um, and so maybe I could watch it again with her at some point. But I'm just not. I'm just not in the mood to probably watching it. There's other romantic comedies that might be a little bit more fun than this one. Oh sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, so what is your uh, in the favorite scene with Vicky? Mm-hmm. Was it the like the, the from beginning to end, or was it when he starts? He actually um, tells about the story of gun. Uh, was it uh, Machine Gun Kelly and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that story was great. It's just the entire scene that was just the funniest part of the whole movie, and it was Phil Hartman that did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But he, I guess you fantastic. liked that Machine Gun Kelly story, which was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just out of nowhere. You're like, well, let me ask you a question. Have you been to Alcatraz and done the tour? I have absolutely a uh, pretty cool tour. I don't know that I would ever go again. I think you see it once you you're good with it, but it was worth, uh, it was worth the time to go. Yeah, I agree. I've done it actually twice because mm. one time we went on by ourselves and the second time we have somebody you know, like a family member in town. So we went to, went to, um, uh, Alcatraz again and you know, they don't have the guided tours anymore. It's all automated with, you have, you know, like the, uh, the what's it, what is it called? The, um, headphones yeah, like a little MP3 to. player. Yeah, yeah, but really super interesting. So if anybody's ever in San Francisco, I would highly recommend going to Alcatraz. It's just super cool to see that whole um, 
just history of everything. It, it's really surreal. And it's crazy how now it's like a, a museum now. It's it's really neat. Yeah, totally. And when you get out there, if you ever, if you just think about Alcatraz, you think, how could it be impossible to swim away from that? When you get out there and realize how cold that water it is and the distance from Alcatraz to the mainland, you can understand why nobody's ever actually swam and made it out alive. Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say that maybe one person did, but more than likely they got eaten by a shark or something. Yeah, because they never likely. found him. Um, but speaking of Al- Alcatraz, that actually leads into my very first lesson. And here it is. See the local sites just as a tourist would. And this is a lesson because I bet half of the residents of San Francisco have never gone to Alcatraz. They've probably never even walked the Golden Gate Bridge. And that's a shame. It's something all the tourists do and it's worth doing. So if you're, you know, if you live in that area, go see the sites. I absolutely agree. And you know what's sad is I used to live in Fresno with you for, I don't know, 37 years or something, a very long time. And I think I went to Yosemite just a handful of times. And as I got older, I rarely ever went to Yosemite until I realized I got to take my kids to Yosemite. I mean, it's basically in our backyard. Mm-hmm. People fly from all over the world to see Yosemite. And I live here and I, I, haven't, I hadn't gone for like 25 years. And I said, let's go ahead and go. And so I finally went again with my my kids. And now we've gone back at least two or three times because it's so amazing and beautiful. And it's so close to, to, to be there. 100% I agree with you. We're going to be going back this spring at some point. But then just the fact that you've gone once is, is you know, that's good enough to actually see the sights as a, as a tourist would, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So my first lesson with the movie is all yellow lights turn to red. And when I, I say that by, you know, I am not the best at, you know, if I have yellow flags, like I'm a trusting person in general, probably because I'm trustworthy, um, because I don't like to lie, I don't like to deceive, I don't like any of that stuff. So in general, just my nature is trusting. My wife, on the other hand, she's she's absolutely not. She is like um, uh, untrusting uh, for for everything. Not saying that she's not trustworthy. She just is sees the negative all the time in um, you know situations or somebody that she doesn't know tells her something. She's like, I wonder if that's true. That she like she automatically does that. I don't. I just like okay, they're probably telling the truth. But as I'm watching the movie. Charlie has so many red flags or yellow flags that just pop up or yellow lights that pop up. He's like, uh, and then he kind of catches on and realizes, okay, let me do it. And, but at the beginning, he was really just kept putting these yellow flags down or yellow lights down because in the past he screwed up relationships. And so, yeah, a good friend of mine, um, older gentleman, he's like 85 years old. He told me that his, for his perspective, all yellow lights turn to red. And so if you start seeing yellow lights, just keep popping up. You got to be careful. I really do like that life lessons. That's a good one. And it leads right into my second lesson. It's just share your concerns with the ones you love. So he should have just asked her if she is the person. Not that, you know, did you murder your husbands? But are you this person? Because your story seems to relate to this person in the newspaper very well. And she shouldn't be mad if you kind of logically came to that decision. You know, if she does freak out, then yeah, maybe she is the murderer. And you you can easily put her behind you, you know? Absolutely. Rather than just saying... Harriet, we're, you know, I, I, it, we're done. You know, we're, we know we shouldn't see each other yeah, anymore. And, I'm going to break and, up with you before you leave me. It's kind of a, a really lame way to do it. It's not you. It's me. I'm <laughs> like, well, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, the best thing the, is it's not you. It's me. I'm just not into you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you do it. So I went to a, I went to, it's like a cowboy restaurant slash bar slash rodeo type thing. So recently. you got your cowboy on. 
I sure did. I actually, so uh, we had friends in town from Connecticut and we went to, we went horseback riding up in the desert mountains and um, it was super awesome riding the horse and going through seeing like uh, all the mountains in the back, the background and everything. And as I was riding, I was like, man, I need a cowboy hat. So guess what I did as soon as we got done? You bought one. I absolutely went and bought a cowboy <laughs> hat. I bought a cowboy hat because like, man, if I ever go on this again, I need a cowboy hat. So I bought one. And then as we're talking to the people in the cowboy hat store, I, we were talking about rodeos and stuff like that. So, hey, there's a, a restaurant right down the street, you know, or not down the street, but like a little bit far away, maybe a couple miles away. They actually have a rodeo and they have it, you know, in their, their facility. So we went to the rodeo, which was super, super fun. And here's, I got to say this. There was a uh, an open mic poet that went up. Like there was a band playing, and then oh hey, we're gonna have this guy come up, and this guy says a poem. It's basically a story of riding on the trail, and um, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Like he fell off his horse, and it was so corny and so bad <laughs> that I was like, that reminded me of. Um, Mike Myers. Now, I personally like Mike Myers more. His poem, it was much more fun. But this has got me the second lesson. All this to say that the second lesson is never do an open mic at a poet lounge. I will never, ever, ever do that. I don't care if you give me a million, well, a million dollars, I'll probably do it for that. I'll muscle way through it. But if you give me five bucks, I will not do it. That just seems like a boring. Plus, I'll never go to a, a San Francisco poet lounge. Yeah, man, I totally understand. That was the first thing I picked up from that whole intro scene. Other than the cool, like you said, the cappuccino following the mug uh, all the way to Mike Myers. Um, that place is just so pretentious. I would never, just like you, find myself in one of those. I'm staying far away. <laughs> I, I would just feel awkward. Like, yeah. I would feel like, man, this is not my, my your, bag. It's not, not your not bag. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, baby. You're there supposed you to say it right. <laughs> <laughs> we screwed up, man. It's a Mike Myers uh, movie podcast, and we didn't say one of his famous lines. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, so let me let me give you my uh, third lesson here. Here it is. Google the person you're dating or about to hire or the person that you're about to get into business to. As long as they give you their real name, there's no more guessing if they're an axe murderer or not. You know, back in 1993, you couldn't do this so easily. But nowadays, Charlie could have just easily Googled in Harriet's name and see what comes up. Yes, you are absolutely right. In fact, I think that's what people are doing nowadays. Um, obviously dating, but if you're trying to get a job, anything you put on social media, they are going to be looking at it. And so you're absolutely right. You want to make sure that you're as best as you can. Like You only want to show the things on your social media that you would be happy that your next employer or the next person you date will see. Oh, absolutely. And everything on my socials is all poker related for me. So I'm good if I ever have to get a job. I don't mind, you know. Yeah, maybe if I ever need a job, which I absolutely will never work for anybody again. But if I ever did, and that if is big, um, I would, you know, if they didn't like me wearing a cowboy hat, hey, I'm going to be fired. Or Yeah, exactly. Me. Oh, well. Yep. Cool. Oh, cool. So what my, is your third lesson? My third lesson is never kiss your friend's mom on the mouth. <laughs> that was so, <laughs> I did laugh at that. That was funny. I enjoyed that scene. I like that the woman, I don't know her name as an actress, but she's pretty good in everything I've ever seen her in. She is. She goes, ooh, you turned into a sexy wee bastard, haven't yep. you? <laughs> Hasn't he? Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the actors in this movie, um, Amanda Plummer, she's the one that plays the murderer, Rose. Every time I see Amanda Plummer, I can't help but think about Pulp Fiction. Was she was in Pulp Fiction? 
Oh, Are you yes, kidding me? Yes. Sorry. No, I, I, yes. She's it Honey Bunny. I know that that doesn't ring a bell for some reason. Like when you said that, I was like, where? Oh, that's right. She was Honey Bunny. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Every time I see her, bam, Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat. I didn't think about that. But now that you say that, I remember her and, oh, shoot, who's the guy? Um, Tim Roth. Her, Tim Roth. I really liked them in that those those scenes. Um, they were both really, really good. You know what would be good? We could cover Pulp Fiction in this podcast one day. But when it comes to choosing a favorite scene out of Pulp Fiction, I don't know, man. That is tough. That's a good point. It, you know what was even better about Pulp Fiction? Because the story is really good about Pulp And we'll, obviously, if we ever did Pulp Fiction, we'll talk about it. But what I remember or recall, and I remember thinking about Pulp Fiction, is that the story is, is a good story, but the way they edit it would, is what made it even more appealing. Yes. Totally, totally. It keeps you guessing what's going on. What time, like uh, in the timeline of this entire movie, the scene that we're watching, where does it fall within that kind of thing? Absolutely. That's just a creative way of editing and or storytelling. So really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually type that in right now as a future movie so we don't forget. Yeah, Ace Ventura. I mean, there's so many movies that I like that we keep going and talking about in this this podcast that I'm like, man, we got to do that one. Man, we got to do that one. So uh, totally. I just need to keep a list. So whenever Hollywood you know, decides that, hey, like January, I literally did not watch a single movie in the, in the uh, movie theater in January um, because it was nothing that I wanted to watch. So that's why we are doing So I Married an Axe Murder is because we're picking things that, hey, let's do things that we want to watch. Totally. I agree with you. So earlier I gave my Monday morning quarterback. Uh, Vicky should have been in more scenes. What's your Monday morning quarterback? All right. So my Monday morning quarterback is as soon as um, uh, uh, Charlie, as soon as he realized that Rose was the killer and which was, I got to say this, it was really, really funny where she almost tries to hit or she tries to hit him with the ax, but almost hits him with the ax and hits this phone. And he's all, you know, he's reading the note. He's all, what's going on? And she goes, you were not supposed to have been here when this note was placed and written. Do you understand that? <laughs> she's trying to explain. She's just like the movie trope or whatever, like the bad guy is explaining so that we all completely understand. Like Spaceballs. That was so funny in Spaceballs. Tell the entire plot and he looks at the camera. Everybody got that? <laughs> That's right. It was just she had to give that little bit of exposition to keep the audience on pace. Exactly. And so with um, Charlie... As soon as he found that that found out that scrawny Rose was the killer and all she had was an axe and didn't have like a gun or anything like that, dude, just tackle her. I mean, literally, you, you can just sit on her and she will not do a thing. I just, how did she kill everybody else? So that's my Monday morning quarterback. Charlie should have just went after her instead of trying to keep trying to run away from her. Nice. I like that. I thought you were going to say she should have just, uh, instead of saying anything, just hacked at him. Well, she did at the very beginning. She didn't say anything. Oh, uh, gotcha. He's, he's looking at the phone and he's like, what's going on? When daddy looks over and then she swings and misses. And that's when she says, this is, yeah. Okay, cool beans. So um, I want to know, you said you really enjoyed this movie, partly because of the nostalgia aspect, all that fun you had in the 90s, watching it with college buddies and stuff, right? What grade do you give this now? Even, I mean, it's up to you. You can include your nostalgia factor or whatnot. What grade is it? So with everything, so as I watched it, I definitely enjoyed it. I know I will watch it again, especially the fun scenes that uh, there's there's uh, tons of fun scenes. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of and because I'm not like a romantic person, apparently. My wife tells me that all the time. But, uh, you know, the scenes of Charlie and um, 
Harriet getting to know each other and the relationship. I could I fast forward through all those, but the mm. funny scenes I I could watch those over and over again. Um, so I would give this an A minus with nostalgia and which with everything else. Uh, you know, watching it right now. Gotcha. I give it a C minus. I don't have that nostalgia factor, and I don't highly recommend it to people. I mean, if you want a romantic comedy, I can pick out a lot more movies that make me laugh a lot more than this one. It's not bad, but mm, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can completely see. And as I was watching it, I was I was rem- reminiscing and remembering all the different you know funny things that I would do with my guy friends and just the the sayings and and all that sort of stuff. And as I was watching it though, being by myself, I was watching. I was like, you know, it's funny, but it's much more like you said, enjoyable when you have other people that you can really you know uh, I guess rib each other about and stuff like that. Ah, totally, totally. Um, but last thing I think, what is the movie prop that you'd like to own? I it's the easiest one and it actually is in the title of the movie. Mm. Which one do you think it is? The axe? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, have to have the axe. Either that or I thought the bagpipes. The ba- our piper is down. We have a piper yeah. down. <laughs> it's all right. He's he's just pissed. <laughs> so, maybe the bagpipes, but if I were to pick one that would be iconic is the axe in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, I got you. I I like that choice. I thought about that as well, but I'm just going to go with his dad's glasses, those gigantic thick um uh, what do they call them? Fish tank glasses, or I'm not sure what the word Something. is. But those ones, those those things are gargantuan. Yeah, and you can see like his eyes get so huge. I bet uh, Mike Myers' brain was hurting from looking through those and in the shooting of the movie. For sure, it did, man. I, I, as soon as the take ended, I'm sure he whipped those things off of his head just to try to avoid headaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you like at the very end how? And I, I brought this up earlier, and how they kept beating the dead horse of Charlie hanging on, which it's honestly, I believe, almost physically impossible for this to actually happen, for him to hang on like that, almost fall, hang on, you know, the axe swinging down and all that sort of stuff. And then you have, you cut to Tony and Harriet in the room and you hear up there, what did you think about that scene? I loved it. That was my second favorite scene. I'm fine with it being uh, impossible. That would never happen. She would wise up after the second miss and just go for his head one foot below the hands. You know what I mean? But I loved it. I, it was so funny. And like you said, beating a dead horse over and over again made it funnier as the scene went on. <laughs> yeah, because the first like two or three times you're like, oh, that's that, that's good. I can see that. But then when <laughs> Tony's just literally not hearing it. He's not hearing it. He's like, you're at, oh, oh, you know. Yep. And then she's like, listen, listen, it's up there. Well, let's just take it down a notch. We can either do this here or we can do this downtown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was good stuff. And Tony is great. Anthony LaPaglia, LaPaglia. I, he's not in many movies nowadays, but I, I really do like him a lot. I'd like to see him more. Yeah. So with that, that reminds me of another scene that was, uh, it wasn't like the best, but it was like, oh, yeah electrocuted oh, that's a crying shame and so um what's worse let's play a quick game of what's worse okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna start with one that's in the movie and because uh, it, it's really easy to to think of this one because everybody knows it um so what's worse you go to your favorite restaurant and you order your favorite meal the same one and you pick it up the the meal and you you take a first scoop and you see a scabby band-aid what's worse than that 
Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I didn't even, this is, this kind of stuff. I am like Tony's date in that movie to where I can't come up with stuff like that on the fly. Um, Being electrocuted. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I guess I could have said what she said. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a, and then Charlie said, oh, that's, that's, that's a crying shame. Yeah, that's a crying shame. (laughs) Because when you're electrocuted, you literally die. Like, it's not like you're shocked. That's different. When you're electrocuted, that's like you're, you're dead after you're done. Mm -hmm. And when she Mm -hmm. said that. So you don't have anything? I can't. No, I just, that kind of stuff, my mind doesn't work that way, man. Okay. So uh, what could be worse is you're riding in an elevator going all the way up in the Empire State Building. It takes, you know, 15 minutes to ride up to the very top. And at the very bottom, you have to fart. But you have so many other people inside the room and you know these, you just ate beans like four hours before and it's going to be a raunchy one and you have to hold it the whole way. Oh man, that's a bummer. Yep. That's, that's, that's (laughs) a bad one. That's, well, that's not as bad as the other one though. The first one you mentioned from the movie, that is worse. Well, yes and no. For me, I would just be like, I, you know, I haven't taken a bite yet. I would just literally pass it back and say, you know, here you go. I don't want this now. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, that was my thought when she said that I was like, you haven't even taken a bite yet. What's the big deal? Just turn it back in. I guess the, the thought is you've had it before and it probably had it, you know, been a problem. And you were looking forward to it and really wanted to eat that meal. Now it disgusts you and you could probably never eat it again because every time you go and order it, you'll have that thought. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anything else about this movie, Dust? No, I could go into a lot more fun, uh, you know, uh, either scenes or quotes. But yeah, like I said, my favorite one is the dad. He's just fantastic, ribbing apart his his kid. And also, hey, Charlie, you didn't fall in that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I told my kids that uh, there are two things that a dad is supposed to do for the kids. Number one is pulling their teeth. That's my opinion. I love, 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 love pulling their teeth. And at first they hated it, but now I, you know, since I, I bribe them, I give them a dollar, and now they say, "Hey, daddy, I got a new tooth." So I pull it out and they get, I give them a dollar. Yeah. Um. So that's one. The other one is the dads are supposed to embarrass their kids. Hmm. I agree. Oh, you do? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always do my best to figure out ways to embarrass my kids, and I will do this uh, up until. Actually, forever. I'll keep doing it even after nice. they're married. Well, and... then you got to be the one farting in the elevator on the way up to the top of the Empire State Building. There be like, it was me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Especially if like there's a if there's a cute young boy Ellie's age in there with her. You know, she doesn't need to know the kid. Just do it in front of her, and then she's going to be so embarrassed. That would be great. <laughs> oh, I love doing that stuff. Yeah, I bet, man. Alrighty. Well, uh, Dust, this movie was your choice. And now that February is finally here, they're releasing some decent movies in theaters. So my choice for next week is Lego Movie 2, the second part. Nice. I am going to go see it on Friday. There's like a pre-showing here. I'm going to go see it on Friday like at, I don't know, 1 or 2 or 3 or something like that. So I'm super duper. I love Lego Movie 1 or Part 1. And I'm so looking forward to Was it second part, you said? I think that's what it was called, the second part. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. Good choice. And you know what's interesting is I have that stupid program called Movie Pass. I mean, it saves me probably about $25 a month if I use it, uh, maybe 20 to $25 a month, which is obviously a good savings. I love saving money and not wasting money. But um, so 
I wanted to not spend my own money to take my entire family to Lego Movie. So what I've been doing is if you go to the kiosk, you can use the kiosk with Movie Pass at the movie theater. You can select a future date, which I think it was like, it's still in January, like January 29th. I went and bought one ticket for the 8th is when the date that the Lego second part movie come out comes out. And so I bought one ticket. The next day I went back because it was like 13 or $14. Next day I went back again. But because you only buy one ticket a day. And so first day I bought one ticket. The next day I bought another ticket. Third day I went back and bought another ticket. So that was like almost $40 worth of tickets that I got that I would normally have to pay for myself. Instead of just, you know, because you just use one per day for yourself. I was like, Pfft. Screw this. I hate this, This um, you know, the hoops you have to jump through. So I'm just going to, you know, use it for as much as I can. Nice. So how much altogether buying seven tickets or six tickets, how much did you save? Oh, so here, here's one sad thing is my time for January, I would have saved like $60 if I would have done it in January. Um, but January 28th was the month or the day of the month that it rolled over. So if I would have started like in the 25th, I would have been able to buy three tickets in January and then three tickets because I could only do a total of three tickets in the month. Three tickets in January, three tickets in February and had it, you know, I'll make 20 bucks out of my pocket for the movie pass. And then that would have been um, like $75 in total movie tickets. Anyways, all that to say, I only, because it didn't come out, like I couldn't buy it until like the 20 or yeah, 29th or something like that. I couldn't use the January. So the entire month of January, I just wasted money, 10 bucks on MoviePass. But in the end, I make a lot more money or save a lot more money. Okay. Well, good, man. I'm glad to hear that. Cool beans. So next week is that movie. Uh, And everybody, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Now that you know how we feel about So I Married an Axe Murder, we want to hear your thoughts. Just go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 34. You can leave a comment, look at our lessons, and watch the trailer right there. Alrighty then, my name is Sky. And this is Dusty. And we will return next week with Lego Movie 2, the second part.